everybody, it's Mrs. Gillespie. And Mr. Hosini. Welcome to this episode of In the Middle Of. Every day we're going to talk about a different situation or scenario that you might find yourself in the middle of. So settle in, grab a nice cup of coffee. Or a glass of juice. And here it goes. Well, hello today, Mrs. Gillespie. Here's, it's my turn to ask a question, so here it is. What is it like for you in the middle of a fight? A fight? Like, what kind of fight? Like, uh... Well, I mean, sure, there's all, all kinds of fights, and you're going to have different types of fights with different types mm-hmm, of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I suppose there could be fights with family, mm-hmm. fights with friends, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fights with significant others, mm-hmm. fights with strangers, mm-hmm, fights mm-hmm, with acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a lot of fights. Yeah, okay. there, so okay. there's like five different groups of people. So we won't count like fights with animals. Okay, so that time I wrestled a bear, I can't talk about that? You can talk about that because I want to hear that. I haven't heard that story before, but just those kinds of people. And then so whatever fights come to mind Mind. for you and whatever, what it's like. Because if if you think, well, you know, I have fought with siblings and this is what it's like for me. And I fought with my spouse and this is what it's like for me. And with friends or with strangers or you. Okay, okay. Well, um, I think it's important to say first that I would definitely... Um, be a little bit of a mix. Like I think there's some people who are physical fighters and some people who are um, emotional fighters. Like they're the, maybe the passive aggressive, I'm just going to ignore you forever and you're in a fight. You maybe don't even know you're in a fight because they haven't told you you're in a fight. And then there's the like... Those are the best. The fight with words people. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm, I I am probably mostly a fight with words person. Um, I have a lot of words and when I am angry, they, they come into my brain and I will spew them at the people who I am angry at. Um, but there's also an aggression that builds deep down inside me that um, I think I could like to punch things. Like I loved, uh, for a while I did kickboxing fairly regularly yeah. with Mrs. Hugh and punching and kicking things gives me a lot of satisfaction. So- Do you have to get, ang- did she make you get angry when oh, you were doing no, that? Oh no, it's there. Oh, it, you're just saying the anger was already Oh, yeah. Brewing. So it oh. felt like a release of something I didn't know I need to release. And then I realized maybe um, I always feel like I want to punch people, but I'm just pushing it down. So I would say there's a, there's a couple of uh, good fights that, that stick out in my mind. Um, because I think I have this aggression, but it doesn't normally manifest in fighting or kicking or punching people. Um, I'm a door slammer. For sure. There is something very satisfying about a good old door slam and like the whole house kind of shakes a little bit. Because you can put, you can put, uh, I'm certainly not advocating for slamming doors. No, no, and I would get in trouble for it for sure. And But you can put a lot of energy behind oh, a door yeah. slam and then the volume yes. pays, pays off. It's like you as let as the you entire world know, by the way, I'm mad. Yeah. And so I've slammed car doors, the front door, my bedroom door. I definitely got in trouble for it every single time when I was a middle schooler, high schooler, um, was told that if I slammed my door, I was going to lose my door, those sort of things. Um, Gabby Did- is already a door slammer. I see it in her. I never lost my door. So Congratulations. Thank you. Um, we also have a story that my family loves to tell. They still tell it. I am almost 39 years old. And my aunts and uncles still tell this story. Um, I was probably 
I don't even know, maybe eight, um, eight, nine, ten, somewhere in there. Um, old enough to be at the dinner table with everybody, young enough to feel kind of like a kid and not like that I was the kid in the situation. And I'm not sure what made me angry, but I was really angry. And two sets of aunts and uncles were over for dinner and my parents. And in my moment of anger, we were eating dinner and I happened to be holding a spoon and I bent the spoon in half so that the, <laughs> the rounded end hit the other end. And I don't think I even knew it was like a Hulk moment. Like I didn't even know what happened. And I looked down at the bent spoon and inside my mind, I still remember I was sitting at the dinner table thinking, I don't know if I'm going to be in trouble for this. Um, and I'm kind of embarrassed by this. And I'm still so mad that I was kind of a bit, and everybody else started to snicker a little bit. And then I got embarrassed. And then I ran to the room and slammed the door. But the combo. Bench, yeah. The bent spoon became such a symbol of my fury that my uncle who emceed our wedding reception actually gave me a bent spoon with a um, ribbon on it, told me to pass it on to Chris, um, <laughs> that this is what he could look forward to. That's the problem with your family and the family that's older than you spending a lot of time and seeing you in those moments. Yes. They, they're like, oh, I feel really bad for them, but I'm holding on to that oh, story. Oh, yeah, we're going to bring this up as yeah. much as possible. Yeah. Yes, and I I do still have a moment of middle school regret. I remember so clearly the one time I think I've ever actually, like, physically accosted another person. Um, it was a good friend of mine, actually. We were at school, and she kept bugging me about liking a boy, and... I didn't, and she would not let up. And you're at school, we were in grade eight, and it was one of those things like in the hallway, and she would make comments as he would walk by and make little, and I kept saying, stop, I don't like him, stop, stop. And I mean, like, if you're listening and you know this feeling, and I was so frustrated, and I was also so embarrassed because I was certain that this boy was hearing things, that the next time she said something, I slapped her across the face. Oh. Hard, too. In the hallway? Oh, yeah. So. Oh, snap. So what slap. happened after that? Um, She was very mad. Understandable. Um, A part of me, like, has always felt bad, but also felt like I used every tool I could to try to get her to stop, and she wouldn't stop running her mouth, and then that's kind of what happened. So I am, not, again not advocating for slapping someone across the face but I will say sometimes you just gotta listen to your friends when they say they've had enough and like stop bugging them about something and they just you know don't know what else to do she stopped talking about it though <laughs> so not my finest moment definitely not the way you should solve problems but I do remember the feeling of just like everything building inside of you and thinking I keep asking you and asking you and asking you and you won't stop and I need to do anything I can to get you to stop. Mm. And at some point, my animal brain took over and that's what happened. So I didn't get into any trouble or anything. Like, I don't think it happened in such a way that anybody saw, nobody told on me. I didn't get in trouble at school. Um, our friendship was a little bit tense for a while, but we stayed friends. So we obviously worked it out. 
Yikes. Okay, I will. I, I know what not to say to you then in the future. Yeah, don't you be bugging me about those boys I like. <laughs> so did you ever fight with your siblings? Yeah, but I have like a weird family because I'm so much older than my brother. So I have a brother who is um, eight years younger than me and then a brother who is 18 years younger than me. So when we fought, it was like it was not a fair fight because when I was 14, Josh was six. Yeah. So I literally could beat him up, but like that's not, I don't know. He fought though. He used to use his head as a weapon and it was like a bowling ball and he would like sit on my lap and then smash it back at me into my teeth and cause as much damage as possible. That's and of a, course, like a younger sibling, never, he never got in trouble for it. I was always the one who somehow, somehow, yeah. I don't think I ever fought with Isaac. He's the one who's 18 years younger than me because, like... That would be unfair. Like, you're yeah, 20 like, years old yeah. and you're fighting a two-year-old. Yeah. That that wouldn't be fair. No, it could make you feel good about yourself, but not really a fair fight. So I didn't have a lot of... Definitely not physical sibling fights because there was such a difference in size and age. Mm -hmm. Words for sure. Josh and I still fight. You've seen him visit my office. Well, it's... A, it, I, think, I feel like that's a, <laughs> a good... Um, Indicator is an indicator of a, of a good sibling rivalry that still continues. But mm -hmm. if you didn't fight, maybe that means that you don't really care about each other. Oh, so. that's true. If if the proof is in the fighting, then I think there's a lot of sibling love in the world. Oh, that's right? yes. Then all siblings love for each other it's in ways true. that they don't even yeah. know how to. And and I do think there's it says something like at some point you're going to get to anno get annoyed and fight with everybody, right? And it's why like you know I fight with my husband or you fight with your kids or you've, and there is an element of like I you're part of my life and you know me well enough that we show each other your your bad sides right and then you do fight but you care enough to work it out mm -hmm. I feel like it's the people you fight with and never see again that that doesn't show the love that's in there so that's even with siblings right it's like the fact that you you love each other some days and are fighting the other is probably an indication that there's there's a lot of love deep down there. That's what that means. Yeah. So if any kids out there are currently fighting with your parents, then you can just say, see, this is how much I love you. Exactly. And that's why we're fighting. And parents would say the same thing. Mm -hmm. I, I do this because I love you. That, now go to your room. Yes. And if you slam that door, you're going to lose it. Yes. But it, remember, I love you this mm -hmm. in all of mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Um People fight in, like you were saying, fight in different ways with, with words or physically sometimes. And, and some people deal with anger differently mm -hmm. as well. Some people, they, they won't hold on to stuff and they say it right away. And so that, that for them, that's the way they deal with those, some of those difficulties. And some people, if anything makes them angry, they just take it inside and keep it quiet and hold mm -hmm. on to it. And so in your in your family or in your friends or relationships, did you have people that dealt with those things very differently? And Yeah, I'm definitely a get it out there. Um, lots of high, high volume yelling, maybe. Um, what's funny is, of course, I, I married someone who is a, I'd rather just go into the other room and close the door and never talk about it. Um, what is interesting, we have been together now 23 years. Wow. And we have become much more like the other person. So now there are times where I just don't want to talk about it and I'll go in another room and Chris will come and he'll be like, we are talking about this right now. And I'm like, where's the guy I married who just wanted to like sulk in another room and not talk about it? I want him. And he'll be like, no, we're talking about this tonight. So it's kind of funny that sometimes I think 
I think balance is the key. I think there are times it is worth speaking your mind and getting it out there and not letting something fester, especially if it's going to build resentment or make you upset. And there are other times that it is wise to hold your tongue and calm down and think and pray and take time before you say anything because you're bound to say something you regret. And though I don't have many times that I regret physically fighting with anyone, I have plenty of times where I regret saying things where I wish I had just kept my mouth shut. Mm -hmm. So, And it's hard in that, in that, in, right in those points in time mm -hmm. to, to try and heed the advice to be slow to anger mm -hmm. and quick to listen and, mm -hmm. and quick to forgive. But it is mm -hmm. so difficult in those times. Do you feel like you're getting better as you're getting into your adulthood and, and I, middle, yeah. middle adulthood and middle nearing adulthood. your late adulthood? You just call me middle-aged? No, um, maybe. Yeah, I, I hope so. I think I definitely still see those tendencies in myself. I think one thing that I know I, I'm better at and I actively, actively work on is no matter how much um, or no matter how you fight to be someone who will be quick to say sorry. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes in the heat of the moment, I still can't always control what I say, but I think I am much quicker to own my piece of the pie and realize that um, rarely is anything always someone else's fault. And so um, we will always be people who make mistakes, but be somebody who can own up to your mistakes and who can say sorry. And then that's how you repair a relationship in there, even when you make mistakes. So. Mm -hmm. Well, it's never, it's, it's not an easy place to be, but we're all going to be in this place where we get we're in fights. We're all in this together. <laughs> and then that's the thing to remember, we're all in this together, so we might as well, um, deal with it mm -hmm. and forgive each other mm -hmm. and apologize and, and then continue on in, in doing But good it is things. worth dealing with it. If something's bugging you, figure out a calm, reasonable way to work it out. Yeah. Otherwise, you become the person who, like, it's building like a volcano inside of you and then you might do something you regret and you're, that relationship is irreparable because you lost it. So. so that's the, the, the advice today. Mm -hmm. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. Well, Mrs. Gillespie, thank you very much for telling us what it is like for you in the middle of a fight. So how do you react when you are in the middle of a fight? I hope it doesn't happen too often for you, but it is something, especially when we are um, stuck together and in close quarters, we often get on each other's nerves. Um, hopefully, you're not fighting with anybody right now, and if you're not, that is a perfect time to talk with each other about how other people react in a fight. So start that conversation, and not to hash old, or like to bring up old fights, but rather to say, what's it like for you when you argue, or when you fight, or when you're really frustrated? It's also a perfect place to get to know the people in your family a little bit better so that you can know how to help them when they're super frustrated. If you have a good story to share, then you can share it with us on our Instagram page at in the middle of podcast, or you can look in our new in the middle of Google Classroom. Thank you very much. And I don't wanna say happy fighting, so I, I hope that your next fight ends beautifully.